evening. I am Queen Love, the self-love guru, and I coach newly health-conscious women to find self-love. Together, we will remove the F in fear, and I'll be the ear who intuitively listens and empowers you to destroy perceived limits so you can live your best life. We're going to just jump right into this episode. First off, welcome to Hanging Out With Love, my new podcast. I appreciate you all for tuning in, and I'm super, super excited for what these next few Fridays will bring. As you know, we will be streaming every Friday from 8 to 9 p.m. and hang out with the other boring people like myself who like to chill in the house on the weekends. And don't get me wrong, I love to travel, I love to have fun, I enjoy friends and family, etc. But on a normal Friday night, I am in the house. So I want you guys to hang out with me on Friday nights, and that's why we're here. So peace, love, and power. Great Rising, this is Queen Love, the self-love guru. I just wanted to speak with you all briefly, see how your day is going, see how we're flowing today, make sure that you're eating right, that you're meditating, that you're taking some time out for yourself to be alone. I know some of you don't like to be alone. It may be uncomfortable. It may be unsettling. You may feel like you're missing out on something if you're not in the mix, but I definitely encourage you to quiet your mind. And allow yourself to restore your energy, allow yourself to release energies that no longer serve you, and keep you on your P's and Q's. Our intuition is at its peak. Our sensitivity is at its peak when we're taking care of ourselves and when we're in alignment. So I definitely want to make sure that my tribe is feeling good and operating at their best mental, emotional, physical abilities at all times. So I just wanted to speak with you all and let you know that my day is doing really, really well. It's going well. I'm getting a lot of loose ends tied up with my business. As you all know, I come from a family of individuals who are very successful and they're not business owners. They work for other people, but they make great money, okay? My life path is a little different. I enjoy making money as well, but I prefer to be at the forefront of that. I prefer to make the decisions when it comes to business. I prefer to have a say-so in my daily activities. I prefer to discipline myself and just to cultivate the discipline that I need So I'm able to have my own business and also being able to handle those customer inquiries and work with my tribe one on one and have the freedom that I need so I can be with my family when I need to as well. And I love that. Um, And some people prefer to work. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're in a field that you love and it requires you to work for someone else. To each his own there's nothing wrong with that everybody's path is different everyone has different preferences my preference is just working for myself and so on this journey to entrepreneurship not having anyone in my family who is an entrepreneur has been slightly challenging um, so I've definitely had to embark on a journey of networking and reaching out to those people that I know are experts in the field And when I began to just kind of let go, relinquish some of that control that I desired, it made it a lot easier for me to find that tribe of individuals and be able to work with them and not feel like I have to be in control of everything. Um, So when you own a business, there are certain tasks that you want to delegate to other people. You want to be able to say, hey, I need you to get this done, this done, and this done. This is my vision please execute there for me. Are you able to do it? And you want them to say, yeah, love, I'm up for the challenge. I'm ready to go and release that. You have to trust them. You know, maybe you check in with them every few days, kind of see how things are going. Um, Just remind them of the deadline. Hey, you're doing great. Thank you so much for the update. Um, Check back in with me next week. Let me know how things are going. If you needed anything additional and just to let you know, the deadline is December 3rd. And you want to keep it moving. You don't want to stalk them. You don't want to, well, what are you doing here? What are you doing there? 
um, because that's not the way we want to operate business, right? So if you don't have individuals on your team that you're able to kind of let take that open road in that front seat and handle things for you, maybe you don't need to have them on your team. So going through things like that and just navigating um, in my personal journey has definitely been important. Also, remembering to take care of myself, which is why I emphasize self-love so, so much, because you get caught up in these vending events and being concerned about the website and customer inquiries and making orders that you don't really take time for yourself because outside of that business, you do have your personal life. So you may be in a relationship. Um, of course, you have your familial relationships where, you know, you have your mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, loved ones. Maybe it's your um, your children. And you're so focused on giving your energy away to all of these different entities and you're not giving from your saucer. We always want to give from that overflow. So if you're not taking care of you individually, you're giving from your cup. And when that cup is empty, you're tired, you're mentally drained, you're stressed out, you're worried, you're focused on everything else that has nothing to do with your vision and your goal. And that's what we want to be focused on. You want to be able to keep that visualization in your head focused on what you want to execute. You want to be able to keep your spirit intact so that when you're making these products or when you're offering these services to your clients, you're giving your best self at all times. And so that's why self-care is so important. So what does self-care look like? Number one, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, getting alone. Spend some time by yourself. A lot of times people like to focus self-love on spending money on yourself, like going shopping, getting your nails done, getting a pedicure, getting your hair done, taking yourself to the movies, taking yourself out to eat. You don't even have to do that. If you are balling on a budget and you really need some self-care time, get a glass of wine, sit down in your living room, watch your favorite show, binge watch a series on Netflix or a series on Hulu, get you a Redbox movie, chill in the house, Get you a good book, curl up, stay warm, get you a nice blanket, and just relax, but be by yourself. If you love nature, go to the park. I love just going to the park, sitting there. Honestly, sometimes I pull up at the park, I double check, make sure my doors are locked, and I take a good nap. I let the sun beam on my face, beam in the car, and I just chill, and I am completely content with that. Um... And that's actually a park that I visited since I was a little girl. It looks much different now. They have uh, better equipment. It's very uh, modern looking, sleek. There's no pieces hanging off of the machinery. The children are safe. So, you know, it wasn't like that when I was coming up, but I'm definitely glad that they've done some remodeling. They also have like a little water sprinkler. So when it's super hot outside during the summer months, the children can go out there in their bathing suit and get wet and just have a good old time. They have picnic tables where you can sit down with your family and you can have lunch or sit down with your boo and eat. Um, of course, you wouldn't be doing that for your alone time, but those are also options of self-care that you could take. So that was two in, two in one, taking time alone for yourself and then the second one was spending time with your family. So um, we all have a family unit and you may not get to spend as much time with them because of the obligations that you have. So if you have a, a nine to five and if you own a business, you're gonna be stretched pretty thin. Um, and let's not even mention the extracurricular activities you may be involved in. For myself, I do enjoy volunteering. So a place that I haven't volunteered at um, in a while is at the Salvation Army. And so there you have the opportunity to meet people from all walks of life. Um, their stories are very inspiring because there are people who were like rich. I mean, like doctors, lawyers, um, and they don't have a story where 
they were doing drugs or anything like that. Life just kind of trickled down and they ended up being homeless. So you don't know what their stories are. And that's why it's very important not to judge people. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a situation and I'm like, well, I don't understand why this person did this or, you know, why would you decide to um, operate in, in this way? And then something will happen and the universe will make it so I'll be in that same situation. So it's like, okay, well, since you're trying to figure out their life, let me show you what it's like to be in this situation so you can decide what you would do. And it's not a good feeling at all. Um, funny story, I'll use a very simple one. So when I was in middle school, um, there was this guy, and we'll just call him Herb <laughs> for short. So I'll call him Herb, and I'll call the girl Sunflower. So Herb was super, super flirty, and um, Sunflower liked Herb, but Herb was in a relationship. And so <laughs> Herb and Sunflower ended up kissing. And so everyone was like, you know, people used to throw the word hoe around all the time in middle school. So people were like, you know, that's terrible. She's a hoe. Like she kissed this girl's boyfriend. And she's like, but I had no idea that he was in a relationship. Like he didn't tell me that, um, obviously. And I had no way of knowing, like, it's not like her and his girlfriend were in communication. So fast forward, it wasn't even a week later. I went to this party on a Saturday. It was this girl's birthday party. And so I met this guy. And at the end of the party, he kissed me before I left. And so um, we had exchanged numbers and, you know, we were going to keep in contact and all of that stuff. And so I find out at school on Monday that he had a girlfriend. And so I'm like, wow, you know, I had no idea. And so <laughs> the girl was like, you know, that's basically the same thing that happened to me. And you were like all over my case about how wrong I was and all of this stuff. So that's a real simple example of something like that can happen, how you kind of prejudge people in their situations that you don't understand. So I stay in my own lane. I mean, if I don't get it, I'm not going to dwell on, you know, why people are making the decisions that they're making because I don't want to be in that position. And I don't know what their circumstances are, but I don't want to experience those circumstances. So it's really important for you to kind of live life as an observer and not try to be so hands-on with everyone else's life, um, actually including yours, because you can't control everything. So I definitely believe in the saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so I make my to-do list, I set my goals, I set my intentions, I do my affirmations, but then I release it and I understand, okay, I have a plan, this is what I set out to do, but how I get to that goal is out of my control. And that's what we really need to take on. Um, as um, And just going back to not judging others and just kind of staying in your own lane, there's this scripture and it comes from Matthew 7 verse 2. And it says, for with the same judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And I take that literally. Um, because like I said, I've been in several situations where I was judging someone else for something that they did, you know, kind of like, I just don't understand. And I say, I just don't understand because I am, as a Virgo, I'm a very logical type of thinker and I'm moving away from that and but just becoming more um, intuitive with my thoughts and kind of understanding that there's more to life than just logic. Not everything is going to make sense to you. Sometimes you have a feeling about something or something may kind of be dropped in your spirit that you can't necessarily explain, but you just know what it is. And so you have to have that duality. Um, you have to know that there are things that go by a book. They may have a certain kind of rules or 
regulations and then there are going to be some things that are supernatural and and you're not going to be able to put those into terms but you have to kind of go with those intuitive feelings and be able to make decisions based off of them and trust yourself so um it's definitely a journey (laughs) especially um breaking away from religion i know a lot of the people that i have following the podcast are people that are no longer religious, um, newly actually, and they're newly health conscious and newly weight conscious and newly thinking about things that no longer serve them, shedding those old energies, those old patterns. And I think that's just a wonderful position to be in. I mean, initially it can be very confusing. It can be exciting. It can be frustrating thinking about things that you took as truth your whole life and realizing that it's not that way or being able to accept so many different perspectives. Like now I can have a conversation with anybody and understand their perspective on a situation. And I I may strongly disagree, be pissed off, you know, borderline, like, you know, I should whoop your ass for that. But (laughs) having that self-control and understanding that that person as an individual has the right to their own opinion and their own thoughts and feelings is a beautiful position to be in. And how do you get to that point? By self-love, because those people who cannot accept themselves for who they are and they can't, they don't know themselves well enough to know what their belief systems are and know what um, their patterns are and their thoughts and those things that are great about themselves and those things that they may not like and that may not be serving them well. If you can't get to that point with you, there's no way you're gonna be able to get to that point with another individual. You can try, but failure is right around the corner. Um, And so everything starts with you. Like I said before, if you love yourself, you will be able to love others. If I'm pouring into me, I will have what I need to pour into others. If I'm looking out for me, I have the tools that I need and the knowledge that I can use to help love others. And so if you're not in that position for you, you definitely should strive to get there and just learn more about you. It is a process. It sometimes is not comfortable. I know for myself, um, I can give a personal account to how I was very sort of rigid, like, Whatever process I have for myself, that's that's what I want to do. I don't really care what you think about what I'm doing and how you feel about it. I'm just going to do this. So I wasn't really open to criticism. I wasn't open to suggestions. It's just like, okay, think what you think, and I'm going to do this. And to a certain extent, that's not a bad thing. But the position that I was in was like, okay, Obviously, you have a pattern that's not serving you well, and you keep doing the same thing over and over again. So, like, why don't you see what I see? And I took heed to it. You know, I started to recognize, like, well, maybe this isn't working out for me. And so that right there comes in when you decide to love yourself better. And when you can actually examine your actions and be like, you know what? Love, that was some bullshit. You shouldn't have did that. And now I'm at that position where I can take it when somebody tells me that I'm not doing something right or being like, you know what, that was mean. Or it's like now I can handle that. Where before I'm like, how was that mean? I'm just, you know, I'm being myself. I'm doing, but nah, that's not cool. And sometimes you just have to check yourself. So um, getting to a position where you can check yourself is definitely a part of self-love. And it's a beautiful part. And um, you should definitely learn to embrace all of yourself. It's actually been very helpful. Like, I've always been a person that says, okay, let's just focus on the positive. So I took that same approach with me, focusing on my positive attributes, like how I'm a great leader and how I can bring people together and get things done. Um, Great at business, great at being able to talk to people great at being a teacher. I can teach any age group from children to adults. If I know how to do something, I'm going to break it down to whatever level you're at or bring it up to whatever level you're at, however you need it to be explained, however you need it demonstrated, I got you because I'm a teacher at heart. 
But then I have some things about myself that aren't necessarily good, like how I'm so dismissive. Like I don't be wanting to hear what people have to say. Sometimes I'm just kind of in my own little bubble. Sometimes I don't feel like going out to these networking events. I don't want to be friendly because I just want to be by myself. I'm like, this is what I want to do right now. But it's like, no, this is life. You, at some point, you need to be engaging with others. You need to be having conversation with others. So however you need to protect your energy, whatever you're afraid of, do that so you can get here. And um, figuring out that there's a way to do everything. So yeah, um, part of that self-love journey is definitely embracing what you love about yourself and things that you don't necessarily love and being okay with it all. It's like total self-acceptance. And that's what I'm striving for. I'm not saying I'm there, but that's what I'm, I'm working towards. And that's how I'm able to help other people get there step by step. Um, because like I said, it's definitely a process and everybody's process is going to look different. So in closing, I know we kind of skipped around like a lot. Um, <laughs> I wanted to also talk about how men fall into this spectrum. So people always talk about self-love for women. You know, we're nurturers, we're caregivers, um, we're naturally sweet, most of us. And we always put other people before us. That's how women are known. And for men, it's more accepted to be selfish, you know, care about you, worry about you, be a protector, provider, you know, take care of your family. But when it's something that you want to do, just go do it. If you want to go to an event, you want to go to a game, just go do it. You need some time to hang out with your boys, just go do it. But for women, it's like, oh, you you have kids and you're leaving the house. I mean, it's almost unheard of. And people should not think that way. You know, as an individual, you have to also have time to get out and love on yourself. And even with men being accepted to be more selfish, they still don't emphasize self-love. They emphasize getting out of the house and, you know, having that freedom for a man, but they don't emphasize taking that time for yourself and being able to love on you. Maybe you go get a men's manicure or you go get a massage or you go to the park and get out in nature where you feel comfortable. But whatever your self-love looks like, it's definitely important for men to do the same because you have your own set of struggles that you go through. I know there are a lot of people who say that, you know, as a man, it's not socially acceptable for them to be emotional or for them to share their feelings and their thoughts towards certain things. They're kind of taught to kind of like suck it up, be a man, take this. And men have feelings and emotions, too. So you definitely need to be able to talk to someone about your issues, even if it's yourself. Like, sometimes I'm not comfortable sharing everything in my head with everybody around me. Um, there are certain things that I share with my best friends or, you know, my sisters. And there are certain things that I keep to myself. And I feel like everybody should have that level of privacy and other people should have that level of respect to where they're not required to share everything with you. Um, and so, like I said, it is important to, you know, kind of encourage that conversation. But I also encourage journal writing. You know, I keep a journal. So if I wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning with something on my mind, instead of me having to text my friend and wait till they wake up or call somebody and wake them up, I can pull my journal out and get my good pen. Y'all know I love good pens, but take out my good pen and write down anything that may be on my heart and on my mind. And after that, I'm sleepy again. You know, I can go back to my rest and still be well rested and wake up early in the morning. And that's important. Um, even listening to yourself on tape, I'm a huge fan of voice memo. So sometimes... I'll click on my voice memo and just press record and I'll just start talking about whatever it is, just like I'm talking to my friend or talking to you guys right now. And I'll just start talking, you know, you know what, love, today was the rough and I was really pissed off at this or I was really happy that that person bought my lunch today or I was really excited that my boss or 
my friend or my coworker told me that they really like my work ethic. They really like how I move and how I carry myself. And that made me feel really good. And that's another thing. It doesn't always have to be something bad that you're you're getting off of your chest. People love to use the word venting. Oh, I just need to vent. Sometimes you want to tell people about the good stuff that happens in your life. And if you don't have people in your circle that you can tell good things to without feeling guilty, like, dang, well, they don't really have much going on or they're going through hard times and I don't really know how they're going to react or if they're going to kind of throw it in my face like, well, dang, I'm glad you're happy. You know, you shouldn't have people like that around you. I want to have people around me that, like, when I win, it feels like they're winning. When I'm having a great day, they had a great day. They're just as excited for me, if not more excited than I am. And those are the kind of people you need to keep in your circle. And that's part of self-love as well. Part of self-love is learning how to love yourself so good that everybody else knows how to love you. That's the new definition. And I'm going to take a pause because I want to write that down. And, you know, people always say, oh, you should use the term well. It's how to love yourself so well. But good is a that's one of those words that you can use. And people just feel I feel that word good. I'm feeling that. So self-love is learning how to love yourself so good that other people know how to love you and love you well, love you to your standards. And you set the example, if I don't love me and I go into a relationship not knowing how to love myself, how is that man going to treat me? How is he going to look at me, even if he's not a manipulator or an abuser and, you know, he's looking for somebody with that low self-esteem or whatever? What if he's a person that loves himself and he just happens to be attracted to me and he just happens to love me a lot and he's speaking to me and trying to pour into me and I'm just like, I don't deserve that. Why do you love me? Why do you care about me with that insecurity? That's draining. He couldn't, that relationship wouldn't be successful. And I I noticed that a lot of times as well with some of these gentlemen, which is why self-love is important for men too. You know, asking a woman why she loves you so good and why she treats you the way she treats you because she wants to, because that's her desire. She loves you because she loves you, because you deserve that love. And you you don't feel like you deserve that love. You have to take a step back and evaluate why you feel that way. So peace, love, and power. I'm going to go ahead and close. I did not want to take up too much of your time. But definitely tune in with me next week on Friday for another episode. And thank you for tuning in. We're going to take a brief commercial break. And then when we come back, we will welcome Miss Andita Dadsey to Hanging Out with Love. So stay tuned. Ladies, it's time to feel like the queens you are with Queen Care Cosmetics. Queen Care is a trend-setting online store which delivers you GMO-free products that are made for invigorating your health and beauty. No longer do you have to use those harmful chemical-fueled products to stay beautiful because Queen Care sets out to care for both your health and beauty. Made with natural oils and non-toxic ingredients, Queen Care knows your health is just as important as your gorgeous skin and smile. You can try out our peppermint and cinnamon whitening toothpaste, assured to give you that beaming smile of confidence. And why not match it with a shining conditioner made to strengthen your hair and keep it looking fresh every day. All of these products and more you can find at our website, QueenCareCosmetics.com. And make sure to try some of our starter bundles, like our Princess Bundle. For only $12, you can get body butter with matching lip balm so you can have that smooth and soft body. 
You shouldn't have to sacrifice your health anymore to stay beautiful. It's time to let out your inner queen. So it's Queen Love, the self-love guru on the line, and I have Miss Andita Dadsy here. She's a single mother of three. She's a cosmetologist. She smells so good. I'm sitting right <laughs> beside her, y'all. She smells delicious. Got the cocoa butter on, lips greased. And she is a credit expert. She can fix anybody's credit. So I have Miss Andita here. Some of you submitted your questions to me. I reached out to a few of you and you told me what was on your heart. So I have those questions. We're gonna present them to her and then she's gonna fill in the blanks with anything she would like to share with us in the meantime. So welcome Andita. Hello, hello, hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Is there anything you would like to say before we begin? Um, well, first I wanna say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on to your show. Um, I appreciate Girl Power. I love it. I'm all for it. And uh, that's it. <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm definitely glad to have you. And okay, so we'll start with number one. This person wants to know, how do I start to rebuild my credit? So just to give you a little history behind this individual, they did mention that their credit was ruined in the beginning. Um, they had a house that was taken from them. Um, and then they lost a spouse. So this is a, a single mother. Um, and I know you have a heart for single moms. Yes, so she wants to know how to start to rebuild her credit. Okay. Um, you can always start with like secured credit cards. Those are always um, the best. Um, I have a, a really close friend of mine she had gotten a secured credit card. I think it had maybe like a $300 limit. Um, you know, and because with the secured credit cards, it's like you're spending your money. Right. You know? um, so she had gotten her secured credit card. She kept it for about three months or so. But when she went back and checked her credit, it gave her like a 50-point boost. Mm. Um, that's always good to do. Also, they have, um, I'm not sure if this individual has a mortgage or if they pay rent. Or, or things like that, but they also have something um, called uh, Credit My Rent, or mm. adding positive trade lines to your credit. Um, sometimes people can, you know, add these positive trade lines, or for example, like the Credit My Rent, uh, what that is, is we all know that your rent doesn't go, doesn't report to your credit file at all. Um, so when you do the Credit My Rent, sometimes it can go as far back as 24 months and every time that you paid your rent on time it'll be reported as a positive inquiry um, which is also very good because 35% um, of your credit score you know is your your history right history. so that can give you a significant jump to to start in that rebuilding process so maybe with like a secure credit card um, and doing something like adding a positive trade line would give you that boost that you're looking for. Okay, that's good. And how would they go about doing that credit my rent? Um, they can reach out to me. Um, that's um, one of the services that we do offer is the credit my rent. And like I said, we can go as far back as uh, 24 months um, and add that onto your credit file. Or you could start from September 1st. You know, mm -hmm. if you know you had some hard times, you know, previously where you might have been a little late or things like that. You could start from September 1st and move forward that way. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. And um, the second question from our listeners is, how do I handle collection calls? OMG. <laughs> they are serious. They are. They are. And brutal. Aren't they? <laughs> Very disrespectful. No they, remorse. Right. Like, where do they... I wonder what their training is like. Can you imagine? Mm -mm. <laughs> they they call you like they don't have no they bills. They have no bills. Never been like, late. ma'am, are you right. getting a piece of this pie? <laughs> <laughs> you getting a commission no, check. you getting a commission check, ma'am. <laughs> um, so, the collectors, they are trained, literally trained to keep you on the phone to get you to admit that you owe a debt. Uh, what I tell people is to hang up. Tell them, get, send this to me in writing and hang up. Um, I don't tell anybody to admit anything over the phone. Mm -hmm. um, you want to have everything in writing, you know. Because what people fail to realize is these these credit bureaus, um, they are not 
any type of government entity at all. They're privately owned companies. So a lot of the stuff that's reported on our credit that comes from the collectors, all that stuff has so many inaccuracies on it. It's so done. It's not done the right way. Okay? It's not done the right way. Even with them calling you, we had a client before. She was being so harassed by this collector. The lawyers actually had to step in and, and sue the company. Um, they told her they was going to arrest her, all this other stuff, just to get a couple oh my of dollars. Like, come on, it is not that serious. Right. Um, so with the collection calls, do not give them any information. Tell them if they want anything to be verifiable, to send it to you in the mail. You'd be, I will keep everything in hard copy and writing. Everything. Okay. All right. You heard it here first. Get everything <laughs> in writing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and question number three. What advice would you give college students who are being offered credit cards? Oh, wow. So, um, it's good to get, you know, a credit card. Mm -hmm. um, I would not binge. That's the thing I did when I was in college. I went off. Mm -hmm. And I got them all. And I bought myself and all my friends clothes. We mm. all went shopping. Everybody, you know. Um, so you had the Gap cars, JC Penny. We was all fresh at the ah! cash, honey. We was fresh at the cash, <laughs> stepping in. Okay, all of them. Um, so I would I, to get one. It's not bad. You you want to make sure that you're using it correctly. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is like you know, you hear credit cards. It's it's a kind of like a gift and a curse everyone gets happy about them at the same time people are scared of them too right um, so they're not bad um but you just have to use it correctly so of course if they don't know people don't know you don't want to go over the 30 percent utilization okay um you want to make sure you stay below 30 i actually even tell some people like 2025 mm -hmm. around that you know so you always know that you're under um and when you're making your payments you know um make a double payment on one payment so um let's just say if your payment is a hundred dollars split that split that hundred dollars into two payments but make sure you pay it by the due date right so what the system knows is you're making these a double payment in one month um which looks better you know so i think if you're a college student and you want to get a credit card go ahead and get a credit card as long as you know that you can pay for it you know and um you're using it correctly right as long as you're using it correctly um okay. Some people, what I've seen do, too, is they will, when their parents, when they're going to college, if their parents, you know, are in a good financial status, um, they can add their children on to... As an authorized user. Yeah. Okay. That always helps. That always helps with, the, with them trying to build their credit as well. Okay. Good advice. And question number four, would you recommend opening multiple credit cards? So, that was answered in a nutshell. Yeah, well, uh, uh, don't. <laughs> not, not multiple. Um, unless you're disciplined. If you discipline, you know, but I, I, if you're not disciplined, I, I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I wouldn't multiple. multiple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question number five is, how is your credit calculated? So, this person wanted to know, like, what factors go into making up their credit score? Mm -hmm. So, it's broken down into different parts. So, the 35% is the payment history. 30% mm -hmm. um, is the, um, the type of credit, like what type of credit you have. Mm -hmm. Then you have the, um, the length of the history, the how long have you... Well, that's the payment history. payment history, the type of credit, how long it's used, and um, there's one more. It's a very small factor. I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. I'll get back to you on that one. But um, those are the main factors. Is the, that not the, the age of the the credit account? That's that's what it is. The yeah, age, okay. Because three of them pretty much seem alike. Mm -hmm. um, the history is the main one. That's the biggest one. Your payment, sure your payment history. history. Just make sure you're paying your stuff on time. Okay. Um, that's the biggest one. So those three come up with your credit score. Um, but then when you go into places to get certain type of loans or certain type of things, you know, we all know we have three credit scores. They usually only take the middle one. It's the one that most lenders or um, banks go with. Is that TransUnion? Well, not necessarily TransUnion. The, the middle score. Mm -hmm. Um you know there are three different scores whatever that middle number is mm -hmm. um 
from the range, you know. So if you okay. Have a 655 and a 700, they're probably going to take that 655 mm -hmm. more than, you know, anything else. But you can always ask them too. Um, some lenders only pull from Equifax or some lenders only pull from TransUnion. But um, if you're not certain, it's usually that middle score is what they're taking. And what does the FICO score have to do with those three reports between Experian, TransUnion, and... So the FICO score is the one that the most all lenders use. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, just a, it's just calculated different. A lot of people that I come in contact with said that them, they're monitoring their credit score. They use things like um, Credit Sesame or like Credit Karma mm -hmm. and things like that. They, they um, report a vantage score. So I see a lot of people, they say that they're monitoring their score, but then when they go and they try to get um, loans or approved for things, they're getting denied mm -hmm. because their score is different than what the salesperson is saying. Um, and that's because the Vantage score is reported on those other platforms versus your, your FICO. Right. Okay, yeah, because even my FICO score is different. My FICO score is like a 732 but my regular credit score is in the 600s, you know, it's like a 680 yeah. or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it does does make a really big difference between a 732 and a 680. Yeah, yeah. my FICO, um, my FICO.com is a good monitoring tool for the FICO score. Okay. Um, and also, like, smart credit. Smart credits are also good um, monitoring tool that uh, report the FICO score versus any other score. Okay, so you said FICO, myfico.com. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, Smart Credit. Okay, and smartcredit.com. Okay, perfect. Check those out. And then she also mentioned Credit Karma and Credit Sesame. So those are four websites that you can use to monitor your credit. And number six, Queen Anne, is what negatively impacts your score? Obviously, mm -hmm. um, will impact your score. Um, um, having charge-offs, they, mm. they impact it a lot. Um, lack of communication with um, any type of collector will impact your score. And I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize because life happens to everybody. You know, sometimes you just can't stop life from happening. You know, but communication is the biggest key. Mm -hmm. um, not allowing fear to stop you from opening your mouth to talk to somebody. Um, a simple conversation with a collector can probably save you some points on your credit score. Right. You know, um, if you're not able to pay something right away, talk to them. See if you can come up with a payment arrangement. Um, things of that sort. I had a girl who had, um, she came with the company, she got her credit restored. Um, I'm sorry, she was coming to the company to get her credit restored, but before doing so, she had wrote a letter to um, one of the, the billing department of uh, JCPenney's that was asking them if they could remove some of the late payments. Um, that particular account had a long, she had a long history on it, mm -hmm. you know, so she didn't want to dispute the whole thing because it had history, you know. So what she did was she asked them, you know, like for forgiveness, um, and they gave it to her. Mm. So all those late payments were taken off. But if she didn't communicate and talk to them, that wouldn't have happened. Right. You know. Um, so communication is, is is a big is very big um, with with anything. Okay. Yeah. And when you speak about the communication, I know you say. Um, if debt collectors are calling you to so make sure that you ask them to respond in writing, would you recommend responding to them in writing and yes. letting them know that, you know, you need that extension or whatever you need? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Or even if you do, even if you do talk to them, I always keep everything in writing. Mm -hmm. um, when I talk to somebody, I'm writing down the time, the date and everything. Their name. Their name, mm -hmm. everything. I mean, it's 2018. You could send me some type of confirmation through my email saying, you know that this is okay that we have this agreement um and, and it just covers you it covers you in the long run so communication is very big it's very keen it's very big right okay and just to let you all know i just recently disputed something on my credit report and a lot of these companies they will not send you anything through email because they say that you know the internet is not necessarily secure they don't know if your email is secure so press them 
to send you something in writing, even if it's a simple sentence, press them because that is your right. Mm -hmm. And if you owe them anything at all, mm -hmm. they can send you something, a document that states whatever you have discussed, whether that's a payment arrangement or whatever the case may be. They can send it to you in writing. So just don't take no for an answer. Yes. Um, okay, so number seven, this is kind of similar to number six, but what would you recommend stay, steering clear of that could bring your score down? Um, well, me personally, I would say bankruptcy. Mm. <laughs> it's huge, huge, huge. Now, I'm going to tell a story, a quick story about a bank, bank about bankruptcy. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I know it all so well because I went through it. Okay? Mm. Um, so... Um, I had met a met a young lady um, who was telling me that she could help me with my credit score. Um, you know, because again, life happens. Life happens to people, um, and my credit score was um, horrible from a past relationship. Mm -hmm. So I met this individual. She was telling me she could help me, um, and she was telling me that she could do uh, Chapter Seven bankruptcy. Now, again. The whole thing with the finances, maybe this will be a whole other podcast, but I think you have to look at how finances was treated in your household growing up. Mm -hmm. How was money talked about? How was money treated? Did you see your parents struggle all the time? Did you see them go through, you know, because subconsciously it stays with you growing up. Thank you. Um, so, Thanks. so, um, growing up, I remember my mother getting a bankruptcy and of course i didn't know what it was but i remember when it was finished you got a new car mm -hmm. you know wow i remember when it was finished we moved you know so i always thought hey bankruptcies must be okay mom got a new car <laughs> right go ahead and get that thing done you know <laughs> <laughs> it must be fine you know mm -hmm. so um i went on ahead and i did that um and i did i got me a car and i still you know moved everything was fine and then i went to go trade my car in and literally everything that I put on the bankruptcy was still on my credit, plus the bankruptcy. Nothing was removed. Um, so it hurt me so much more than anything. Um, what I had to realize is that a lot of companies, you know, they, they do look at your credit score, but some places look at your credit file. You know, your credit file is going to tell a story about who you are and what happened. Right. You know, so that bankruptcy was really hurting me. It was really, really hurting me. So when I see people say, you know, I feel like when you do the bankruptcy, it's like, uh, all right, I'm done. I'm just finished. I give up. Right. Throw it all in bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and I know a lot of companies, a lot of people do do them, and they are successful with them. But I think if you don't have the backing, if you don't have the proper lawyers behind you and things like that, you got to be careful, you know, on um, how you go about with that. Right. The bankruptcy thing. For myself, I didn't have a good experience with it. Um, so I would always say, try to stay clear of that. You know, communicate with these collectors. Um, dispute things, you know, like how you did. Dispute some of these things yourselves. There's so many templates out there and things like that that you can, with dispute letters, you know, you could just plug in your information. Um, it may take time and you got to follow up with it, but it can be done. Um, so I think one of the biggest things that I would not go near that I would tell people is is bankruptcy. Okay. And if you could do that all over again, knowing what you know now, how would you have handled that situation differently? I would never have done bankruptcy. I would have researched more. Um, I would have um, done it myself, um, become more educated um, and disciplined to take care of it on my own. Mm -hmm. um, or even if I had to get a company to do it for me that specializes in um, credit restoration, I would have done that. I would have restored my credit versus doing the bankruptcy route. Um, and honestly speaking, if you're thinking about finances and how much it costs, it it, it would have all been about the same amount, but I would have mm -hmm. came out better. Right. But you know, people perish for lack of knowledge, you know, so if you don't know, you don't know. Of course. Um, but I think it's also when trying to know. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> right. Like, you have yeah, to you put, put yourself, yourself out there. there. Yeah, you got to put yourself out there and mm -hmm. want to know, you know. So, um, I wouldn't have done it. I honestly wouldn't have done it. 
that would have took a whole nother route where the bankruptcy would have never even hit my credit file, period. Right. So. Okay. And I know um, with bankruptcy, that normally stays on your credit for seven to 10 years, upwards to, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes even longer for some people. So for those people who have already experienced that bankruptcy process, how do they go about taking that so, off? Or? Honestly, um, bankruptcies are illegal to be on your credit report according to the fair credit reporting act so if you call a a court right now um and say i just want to know what credit bureau do you all report to they're going to tell you we don't report to the credit bureau but because it's public records it's bought and then it's placed on our credit file Mm. you know um so if you have a bankruptcy you might want to do some research um or they can contact me um, but even the, my company, my organization, they can they remove bankruptcies as well. Um, I have a business partner. She had a bankruptcy um, for five years ago, um, and it was removed. It was removed off of all three credit bureaus, which caused her credit score to go up 162 points. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, so the, the whole bankruptcy thing, uh, do your research. Um, like I said, they can reach out to me. Maybe find templates if they want to try to get that off on their on their selves, or you know, get it off of their file themselves. But the the bankruptcies they can definitely definitely be removed. Okay, that is wonderful. And lastly, Miss Andita, when can your wages be garnished? I know there are certain um, people that you can owe, like similar to the IRS, mm-hmm. that can actually go in and take your money out of your check. So if you've never heard of wage garnishment. You'll get paid, but they will be taking money out of your check directly. So let's say you get $700 a week. When you get that $1,400 check, they could take away $200, $500, $300, whatever percentage of that check that they need until your balance is paid in full. So what situations cause your wages to be garnished, and um, is there a way to prevent that at all? Communication. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually had experienced this. A wage garnishment before and I was mm. maybe 20 I was young I was young I was in my early 20s um, and it was through an eviction um, and they had garnished my wages but again because of my lack of communication you know and not speaking to them um, it led to that um, so anytime that you are um, any type of tax liens uh, judgments um, you know things of that sort they can definitely go in and and garnish your wages a lot of the times um when we're doing things we're not reading the forms that they give us Mm -hmm. a lot of times people sign stuff saying giving them the permission to do so when you don't pay for certain things um so you got to be very 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 careful make sure you read um uh, and i don't know i i it's, it's a tough situation to go to. Once the once it started, a lot of the times it can't even stop until you paid it in full. Um, so to prevent that, make sure you're communicating with these collectors. Make sure you're paying your bills on time. Um, again, life happens, but communication can stop a, so many things from from taking place. You know, like that, like the wage garnishment. Right. Okay, and I'm just going back to. You know, you said that we shouldn't speak with them over the phone, not for an extensive period of time anyway, and definitely not admitting to Mm -hmm. any debts. But is it okay for you to sit on the phone with them and make sure that they have your address correct or whatever correspondence that you need to get that information in writing? So just simply stating, okay, like, my name is Queen Love. Mm -hmm. I live at 3214. Mm -hmm money lane yes. and you know this is how i want you to contact mm-hmm. me okay yes, yes definitely um and and also the collectors they're supposed to have that type of stuff updated anyway um they're supposed to keep up with your addresses and make sure um things are are updated mm-hmm. um especially if if you if whatever you got if it's not on your credit file or if it's not in collections or stuff like that you're still paying on things and yes you definitely want to keep that stuff updated as far as addresses you know to, to keep the communication tight now things that are on your credit file they're also supposed to keep um your addresses and things like that updated 
um, that's how a lot of people are disputing certain things and getting things off of their credit because it's not filed 100% accurately mm. um, with addresses and you know making sure your name date of birth things like that or all that stuff is spelled correctly I had a, um, a, a friend she had gotten married um, a couple of years back uh, so of course her last name changed um, you know, she went and she changed her name down, you know, wherever you change it. And she did everything the way she was supposed to do it. Well, the collectors were still reporting uh, things on her credit file with her maiden name. Well, she got all that stuff removed because technically that's not her. You know, she wow. got it removed off of her credit file. Because technically that's not her. That's not her name. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as the debt is concerned, um, she could take that up with the collector. But as far as them reporting it on her credit, that stuff was removed. Um, so yes, it is okay to speak to, you know, um, whoever you have the, the debt with, making sure that everything is fine. But if it's something that's already on your credit file, they're supposed to keep up with that stuff as well. Right. Okay. Understood. And I will, I have a personal account of keeping your information up to date mm-hmm. because after college, um, I stayed at that apartment for another year, but after that I moved. So any correspondence from there, I didn't have my mail forwarded to that new address. And it's a simple process. You go, if you don't have time to go into the post office yourself and fill out a form, just go to usps.com mm-hmm. and um, do a change of address form there. And it's super simple. They don't charge you anything, mm-hmm. but it protects you because that way all of your mail is being forwarded or you could actually have your mail held mm-hmm. until you move to a new address. And then um, once you move to that new address, of course, you're going to be flooded with a bunch of letters or whatever you normally have coming to you. But at least it's not going to the wrong address and Mm -hmm. you're getting information that you need that could be vital to keeping your credit intact so miss andita um did you have anything else that you wanted to add in addition to all of this um i just want people to know that uh, to realize the power of credit you know um i know in a lot of the um, urban communities credit is not something that's really spoken about um money is cash mm-hmm. you know it, cash rules everything cash around rules, me yes yes yeah you know, um and that's the wrong way of thinking mm-hmm. you know um credit has so much more buying power mm-hmm. than cash and as much as it doesn't make sense that's the way it is it is and i think the if if our generation you know if we can grasp this then the children underneath of us they won't have it as hard as we has that that, that we have it right you know with um trying to figure this stuff out on our own mm-hmm. um it's not taught in schools you know i don't mm. even think we even talked about credit in school. no we didn't talk about money period, period. you know period. beyond that normal math lesson, math lesson. we weren't Writing taught how to balance a checkbook no, or of any of that none yeah of that, you know um, and I, it's so important. It's so, so, so important. So we can, you know, show the younger generation that they can definitely live the way that they want to live. They don't have to be um, stuck in a box mentality. They don't have to um, just take what life gives them. You know, they can do so much more. And credit is a big, big aspect of that. It's so huge. Right. It's so huge. It is. It's so huge. Um, even now life insurance are asking you for your credit score what yes life insurance is asking you for your credit score so that's major that's major yeah (laughs) isn't it it Um, is even your 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 car insurance Mm -hmm. all that stuff is it's based upon your credit score so you're you're telling me it's not the fact that i've never gotten a ticket and never had an accident the whole 50 years i've been driving right no that's what my credit what score your credit is. Like. Right, because right, these people, they want their money. They want their money. That's all they care about. They want their money. And if you have a good credit score, it says, I've had accounts for this amount of time. I've paid them on time. I'm a good steward over the money that I do have. And I get my debts paid. And I get my debts paid. That's and it. And I get my debts paid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it shows more credibility for you of your character. Um, so, Yeah. I just, I just really want to bring more awareness, you know, to our community. Right. The importance of it. I'm gonna stop calling it a credit. It's the character check it's a at character this point. Check. It's not a credit I love check. It. Yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take that. 
I'll do ta- it. I'll tag you though. <laughs> I'm gonna give you your credibility. You, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. You are okay. so right. Miss so right. Andita Dadzi, I want to thank you so much for oh, being here you. today. It's thank really you. been a pleasure. Like y'all, we say we had lunch. Yes. We had a ball. Oh, you my new best friend in my head, girl. I love it. I love it. It doesn't have to be here. This is your new reality. Yes, yes. I love it. Yes. So this is again, this is Miss Andita Dadzy. She's the credit expert. She can fix anybody's credit. Single mother of three, cosmetologist, smelling all good, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to tell the every time the wind blows, I'm just sniffing away honey so so please reach out to miss andita dadzy i will leave her information on the facebook page so you guys can go up there and look and um i will also put her information on the queen care cosmetics website it's www.kweenkarecosmetics.com and cosmetics is spelled with a c and you all will be able to reach out to miss andita get your credit right the credit is literally life I can't tell you how many times I've been to a place, they ran my credit, I got this apartment, I got this credit card. Whatever it is that I want, I'm going to get it because I made sure that I took the necessary steps to get my credit right. And that's what Miss Andita is for. Andita's trying to get you right. She's on your side. It's time to level up. That's right. Level up. Level up. Like Sierra. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) In our conversation earlier, um, you all obviously were not here to hear that, but Dita mentioned that people see these celebrities online. They see um, different people in different states. They're taking these trips. They're going out of the country. They living good, smelling good, cars looking good. They're happy. And the majority of people that get divorced is based on money problems. Why go into a relationship or a situationship with money problems when you can make sure that you're good at all times? Don't now my personal advice, don't be co-signing for people. Mm. And so let me tell you, my I putting your them, name on the line. Listen, hmm. You gotta have either what I have or better. Right. I ain't got time to be co-signing for nobody. Um love love don't pay the bills, Mm-mm. ma'am. You know, and it will definitely 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 my aunt and uncle they've been married for over 30 years and they told me that the enemy always comes into a relationship with the finances like he always attacks the finances first Mm -hmm. because he could tear down the man and the woman right he could tear y'all both down at the same time but if y'all both are on y'all a game then that's something that's inevitable you don't even have to think about that right you don't even have to think and it about eliminates that. so many other problems because mm-hmm. a lot of people when they go through financial stress it, it cramps everything it cramps you can't everything. think straight I, for myself if i only got a hundred two hundred dollars in the bank i'm like oh shit no, i got you know what am i about to do, do? <laughs> i need to have a sale i'll jump up there real quick y'all ever see that 30 percent off on queen care <laughs> y'all know it's a crisis for real i got it you gotta get it mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you go into panic mode mm-hmm. but i've learned like anything that you want you have to have that abundance mindset Set, yes vibrate on that frequency we'll see, of abundance yes. and know that your needs will be provided for mm-hmm. you're good mm-hmm. you're good but let's get your credit right first and yeah. then you can really be good yes because you can't um i have this written on my on my mirror at home and it says expectation without action I'm, I'm sorry, expectation plus action equals manifestation. Right. Faith without works is dead. dead. Okay. So, yes, we, you, we, you do got to, it does start in your mind. It definitely starts in your mind. Mm-hmm. You definitely got to have that abundance mindset. But then when you get out of meditation and you get out of your prayer closet, then you got to work. Right. Go get your credit fixed. Absolutely. <laughs> and one so, of the yeah. things that I've done, um, I keep a journal. Me too. So oh, sometimes gosh, I I'll think once I get into that negative mindset about money, I write it down and I can see themes from when I was younger. Oh, we don't have money for that. Mm-hmm. I can't pay for that or you can't have that. Mm-hmm. And so I write it down and I'm like, you know what? I am abundance. I'm more than a conqueror. This is not something that applies to me. Mm-hmm. And so I mark it out and I'll write a statement that negates it. Yes. I can have whatever I, I want. want. I, I have all the money that I need. Mm-hmm. All of my needs are being supplied. Mm-hmm. You know, and so once you recognize that limiting thought that you have in your head, you can tackle anything. Yes. 
So yeah. please reach out to Dita, yes. y'all. I'm telling you, she's the truth. She got yes. your back. She responded to me just as quick as I reached out to her. That's how fast we're going to get your credit fixed, okay? Just like that. Just, just like, like that. that. Thank like you that. so much, Thank Queen. You. I love you. Thank you so I much. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace, love, and power. Queen love, the self-love gurus out. Please leave your comments. Um, you can leave a voicemail on the Anchor platform, or you can email me at L-I-T-H-F at iCloud.com. The acronym is Love is the Highest Frequency. And again, I'm going to leave Miss Andita's information for you so you can get your credit right. All right? I'm out.